Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I know you're tired of hearing about it, but so am I. I know it annoys you, and it annoys me as well. What's happened with COVID, how it won't go away. It's just... It's that bad rash, man, except it kills people. No one wants to hear it. The anti-vaxxers, they don't give a damn what you tell them. Honestly, I get more crap every day from people and anger and just people lashing out. Their big battle, their big stand, their big courageous fight is to uh, fight the vaccine. I I can't imagine. And so um, that being said... There's some disconcerting numbers, uh, and I haven't really focused on COVID in a bit because you're annoyed with it and you don't want the truth. But you can't ignore the spike. Uh, 78% jump in cases. 78%. Man. It's disastrous what's happening in Europe. Woo! Hey, man, don't don't read about it, and then you don't have to know about it. But the truth will set you free. And the best there is in America with the truth and common sense is Dr. Don Yearly, the chief medical officer at UPMC. Good morning, my friend. How are you? It's a, it's a good morning. Thanks very much for inviting me, Marty. Yeah, um, I guess in the numbers, a jump of 78% in cases, it's got to be a little disconcerting to you as well, sir. It's absolutely disconcerting. And it's, it's not just that there are more people who have a test that's positive for the COVID-19 illness, or even have some symptoms. Uh, Those numbers have been going up over the past week or so. They were coming down, but they never really hit low levels. There are more people coming in every day who need hospital care. We're at the second highest number of people admitted to the hospital since this entire pandemic began. It's not as big as it was in December last year when we really had no vaccines, but it is the second highest number. It is a real thing and it hurts people wow man doc that 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 scares the hell out of me what what is it man could you put your finger on it what's happening well this version of the virus um it's not that it causes more harm by itself but it spreads much easier than the version that we saw a year ago and so it's why the the steps we've been telling you for months are even more important number one get vaccinated That is there to keep you from having a serious infection, particularly if you're otherwise healthy and not terribly uh, mature. The vaccine doesn't prevent infection, 
But what it does is enable your body to fight off any contact it comes in with very, very well. And number two is take those, um, those protective measures from you picking it up. And that's really two things. Wear a mask when you're indoors or in a crowd and give yourself a little distance. We think that the recent uptick in activity is because people are, are congregating together more. They're doing it because they miss human contact. There's nothing wrong with it, but let's do it smart. Have some distance, not big, big crowds, big settings and holidays, and wear the masks unless you're completely certain everyone else is vaccinated. You can still pick up the virus or spread it around. Hey, Doc, I mean, you know this is true, and I find it to be um, unbelievably annoying. There are folks that they hear your voice, nothing personal, and as soon as they hear it, it's like Fauci. They shut it down, they think everything you say is bogus, and they walk away. And that's part of the issue, is it not, sir? Well, I think it is. I think people uh, have some natural conflict and confusion about it. I think people want the virus to be gone, but wanting it to be gone doesn't actually make it gone. My job is to speak as clearly and concisely. If you could spend a day in the emergency department watching people who chose not to be vaccinated struggle to breathe, they all regret the decision. Um, I'd like you to know that. I, I think it would open many people's eyes. I don't have any other agenda except to keep you well. No, I'm, I've never seen anything like it in my life, and I, I thought I had seen everything twice. Uh, um, I, I have uh, friends that have died. I know you've seen folks die. I'm confounded by the lack of uh, buy-in. And, and let me give you real personal stories. Three cops, young guys, ma'am, all in their 40s, dead, with families. So the other cops go to the funeral, and then they say, blank off. I'm not getting this vaccine. What is that? What, what is going on there, sir? Well, I think it's very complex about how people get to the decision of not wanting the protection, and it's hard to find a singular reason for it. Um, I understand the desire to be very careful about decisions you make for care and also have concerns about personal rights. To me, what would be the most helpful is to be able to listen to the real information this is much more serious than a simple flu or the cold. And if you're unvaccinated, you are playing roulette. And when you play roulette, there is a live chamber in the round once in a while. That doesn't have to be. You could have swapped that risk of death or being on a breathing machine for what's something that felt like a cold if you just took the vaccine. There's no other hoax behind it. We just want people to be well. I, I want this to change into something where we all can go back to what seems like normal. Dr. Don Yearly with UPMC, he's the chief medical officer. I, I kind of scared with, with a number that jumps 78%. Uh, folks are texting me saying they believe this wave is worse than the first because this spreads so much quicker. Is that accurate? Well, I'm not so sure I'd describe it as worse. Right. Uh, we have more tools now to fight off the infection. The vaccines are excellent. Uh, They won't stop you from being infected. They diminish the chance of it, but they don't stop it. But they do protect you unless you're very old or have some other serious conditions. They protect you from death and real bad illness. Uh, We also know how to better treat you once you become sick. We have monoclonal antibodies. We have antiviral agents that work. Uh, So this is different than it was a year ago. What's scary is we have those tools but people are choosing not to avail themselves of the most most powerful. And that, again, is the vaccine. 
I don't want you to have to be worrying about um, will I get the right other drug when I'm on death's door or when I'm having difficulty breathing. We want to prevent all that for you. It is real. It's not a hoax. Dr. Don Yearly, Chief Medical Officer with UPMC. We have the second highest number of folks hospitalized since the pandemic began. That's heavy. Hey, doctor, one of your folks sent me a note that companies should not have big Christmas parties. Is that accurate, sir? I think that anytime you put a group of people together uh, that are uh, beyond a very small number in a closed space and you can't be certain of everyone's either health or immunization status, and you really can't, you are taking a risk. You're taking a risk for all of those people and anyone that you serve. So we have at, at our healthcare facilities, we said uh, doing a holiday party is very difficult to do right, and we are aggressively discouraging that. We all miss that contact. Let's find a different way one more time to celebrate the holidays. And while we're all getting vaccinated and putting this in a different spot, um, I do believe eventually that the pandemic will shift into something different. But that won't happen easily and without lots more harm if we don't stay apart for a little bit and get that vaccination, wear the masks. Hey, uh, the numbers out of Europe are daunting, uh, frightening, uh, in some countries cataclysmic. Uh, could that come? Is the next wave headed here, sir? We always look at other areas of not only the country but the world to see if it's a premonition about what might happen in southwestern Pennsylvania. I can't tell you whether or not it will happen for us. It certainly is scary. Man. Every prediction, if it's, if it's particularly granular, in other words, someone tells you this is exactly what's going to happen, they're almost always not quite right. What I can tell you is we're not done with the virus yet because it's not done with us. And if we don't do things smartly, that is get the vaccines up, uh, avoid congregations, wear the mask, <clears throat> we will have an experience that looks like other places, including like Europe. What about big Thanksgiving, big family gatherings? I think, again, the key thing here is uh, being aware of the health and protective measures within your family, trying to keep them as small as possible. If you are not certain about vaccination, about the health, you know, have elderly parents or grandparents or people with immunosuppression, I think you should limit those. And any time you're together with folks, some distance and masking goes a long way. So I'd keep them small and I'd use these practical things. The real way to celebrate is to make sure that no one is terribly sick two weeks or two months later because of your celebration. Dr. Don Yearly, appreciate your honesty. Thanks, my friend. Talk to you again. Thank you very much. No one wants to hear that stuff. No one. They're screaming at me. No one wants to hear that stuff. But let me say for the third time, the second highest number of hospital admissions since the pandemic began. Whew. Man, I, um, I, I grow weary of it too, man. You think, you think I want to tell these stories? You think I want to harp on this? Pennsylvania is the state with the fifth highest number of cases, and the cases jumped by 80% last week. I, I just... And look, man, don't listen to you, PMC. Knock yourself out. But I just, I just don't want folks getting sick. I, I've had friends die. I seriously have. I've had family die. 
extended family, distant family. And um, it's hell. Now, I have both shots in the booster. My son is 11. My son is 11. He has the, has the first shot. Uh, my daughters are both vaccinated. What he said about big holiday parties, I, I wouldn't go anyway. I'm not going to mess with it, man. I got to be honest. Uh, um, my right hand guy, Patrick O'Connor, who is my man, um, the brains behind Get Marty, seriously, he got sick as hell with COVID. And he's vaccinated. Seriously. Fever, chills, lost taste, lost smell. Man, it's been weeks, and yesterday we were out, and he's still having trouble seeing, focusing. I just don't want you to go through it. I had a couple of cops tell me that a bunch of county cops are going to quit because they have a vaccine mandate by January 1st. And I, I confirmed that. At least 10, maybe more, county police officers will quit their jobs over the vaccine. I had electricians calling yesterday saying once UPMC and the other hospital systems say that to work in the buildings you have to be vaccinated, they'll quit. They'll quit. It's unfortunate as hell. It's dangerous. It's irresponsible. But I got to tell you, ma'am, when I try to change hearts and minds, folks just hate, hate, lash out. You're an idiot. You're a moron. It's a lie. It's a hoax. I hope the hoax doesn't make you sick and die. I just hope the hoax passes you by. I hope. I know you're sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of talking about it. And I wouldn't have done it today unless I saw these numbers and they scared me. But more important than me, they scared Don Yealy. And he's one of the best doctors in the world. Seriously. Shane, go ahead. Uh, Marty, uh, so we got a high percentage um, vaccinated in Pennsylvania. Um, and so I don't understand where all these cases are coming from, because, but obviously the vaccination doesn't prevent or stop transmission. No, hold on, um, hold on. So I can answer that. According to the doctors, and I have the notes here, the vast majority, high 95% of all admissions of the hospital and all deaths are unvaccinated folks. Okay. 95%, sir. Okay. Um, Just saying. So, but, it, I mean, but the cases, how are we getting all these cases if we have so many vaccinated people? Um, well, I mean, if 30% so of the population the still isn't, hold on, hold on, let me answer. If 20 to 30% of the population is still not vaccinated, that's how you're getting the cases. In fact, my man, the highest number is 25 to 54-year-olds. It's the biggest group. Do you, do you know that there's not one uh, known case of a uh, transmission from a natural immune person? I have no idea what he's talking about. And he's not a doctor, and he doesn't play one on the radio. He wants to ignore the truth. That's what we're fighting right there. That's what... We're fighting. I immediately thought of a, a Bill Diffender for when I'm sitting there watching the deliberations and the closing arguments in this Rittenhouse trial. I generally don't do this, but I'm actually fascinated by this. 
Kevin Battle made an interesting observation this morning when he said the media representation of Rittenhouse was a lie. Uh, Kevin's uh, spot on. I got to be honest because, in fact, the president of the United States, Biden, called him an active shooter. Well, he wasn't an active shooter. Uh, By definition, uh, he was classified by us, not by being, by members of the media as a white supremacist. He's not. Look, ma'am, I'm not saying he's Boy Scout of the Year. I'm just not. But I watched a lot of the testimony. And again, I'm not a guru, and I'm certainly not an expert. He ain't no active shooter. He wasn't a white supremacist. He's uh, accused of fatally shooting two men. Okay? In August of 2020. In Kenosha. Okay. A lot of the video, a lot of the back and forth suggests that he was, and I know you don't want me to hear this, to say this, defending himself. When I, when I did watch the primary witness against him for the prosecution, admitted that he pointed a gun at Rittenhouse. I mean, sometimes the truth hurts and stings. But what really hacks me off is the media representation that he was and is an active shooter and a white supremacist. So immediately, we all classify as him as something he's not. I had to grab uh, Bill Diff, best defense attorney I know. What's up, Diff? How are you? Marty, how you doing? You've had some insanely similar <laughs> cases that weren't as high profile across the country, yeah. but we're here. Give me your take, brother. Well, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. What 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 your listeners have to understand is this. You know, when we go and pick a jury, we want to ensure that every juror is going to make their decision as best we can on 100% of what they hear in the courtroom, not on any type of pretrial publicity, not on anybody's moral beliefs or agendas, not on whether pro-police, uh, anti-police. Not, we want to make sure that we have 12 people that will rule and be fair and impartial and rule 100% on the evidence as they only hear it in the courtroom. And I can assure your listeners, with all of the self-defense cases I've done, and i got two coming up, one's a homicide, one's an attempted homicide, and I'll be, they'll be tried in the next six weeks, that the jury instructions and the instructions from this judge uh, will certainly be the instructions I'm going to be getting. They're very similar to Pennsylvania. And I can assure all of you out there, you want those instructions for you. Heaven forbid you find yourself in the same situation where you're defending yourself. I have defended so many guys where we have asserted self-defense, where they illegally have a gun, where the gun's not legal, and they're, they have it. They're still, and I want to emphasize, they're still entitled to defend themselves if they reasonably believe they have encountered someone who's about to immediately commit a deadly force against them. So that's the law. Thank God it's the law. And if we would just eliminate all of the nonsense surrounding this case and just hear the facts, I'll never forget a case I had similar to the, the one incident in this case, Marty, where the individual pulled, uh, had the gun down at his side, was aiming the handgun in the ground. And I was trying, it was a self-defense case. 
And the DA was arguing, but he never pointed it at the defendant. And I'll never forget, uh, God rest his soul, Judge John Zatola looked at the DA and said, what, he's supposed to wait to find out? (laughs) Okay, so I just want everyone to understand this. If we take all of the nonsense out of here, ladies and gentlemen, if somebody points a gun, and, and by the way, if you reasonably believe that somebody is pointing a deadly weapon at you, Rest assured, you can use deadly force to repel them. And I will tell all of you, thank God that's the law. Bill Diffender for a couple things. And again, for me, it's amateur. That's why I call him my man Diff. Man, the one guy admits he pointed a gun at him. The other guy was hitting him over the head with a skateboard. Uh, The the other group of people were chasing him down the street. How is this a case? Remember this. I'm going to bring this up in my actually in my trial. I have two self-defense cases coming up. Honestly, Marty, it's coincidence you're calling me now. But, you know, I I have a case where uh, three individuals went into a bar, uh, sucker punched uh, the victim. Victim falls on the ground, kick him. This guy's got brain damage and he can't. He's a vegetable. So understand this. You don't even need a gun. And let's get beside the skateboard. If somebody and I'll rest rest assured to your listeners. If I walk outside my door going to my car and I encounter a person who hits me violently with a skateboard and comes to hit me again, can I shoot him? Answer is yes. And I will tell all of you, thank God it's yes. Hey, Bill. So, so again, I don't want to speak for you, but looks to me as if the prosecution has a horrible case here. Just from what I'm hearing from you. Didn't do, prosecution didn't do their homework at all. Number one. Number two, you know, I mean, honestly... You want, as a defense lawyer, you really want the jury to like you. You know, it's just human nature. When you like somebody, if you really like a quarterback, you want them to win. You're, you're, you're rooting for them, kind of. If you know what I mean, you want that psychological edge. This pompous jerk and his demeanor in that courtroom, to me, was totally offensive. And I'll tell you another thing. I love the judge. When that, when that DA, with his experience, Marty, Entered into the entered into the uh, uh, evidence, cross-examining that poor kid about his pretrial silence, a hundred percent mistrial. That is, and it's out. The judge's outrage was absolutely appropriate because that was done intentionally. That DA knew that was not permitted. Defense attorney Bill Diffender from one of the best homicide detectives I've ever known. Quote, Marty, this kid should never have been charged, and he was overcharged. All political. Do you agree, sir? Yep. I, I, I do. I do. You know, like I, my wife and I got into an argument, and I said, you know, I said, honey, I'm not saying he's not an idiot for going there with an ACAT. And, and unfortunately, in our crimes code, and, and by the way, I actually think in many ways there should be a section if you're an idiot. Uh, but other than him being an idiot, uh, that's the only crime I see, Marty. So he's never should have been charged from what you've seen. Well, maybe the minor with a gun. I don't know what the elements of all that right. is. I didn't watch the entire trial. Right. I mean, there could be some lesser crimes of, um, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to really look at it closely where they could have charged him with something. But you know what? The prosecutor, the politicians got to get the gonads to stand up and say, this is what our laws are. And by the way, Marty, what, what, I mean, it, it, there's no race here. It's all, as I understand, right. it's all white. Right. Uh, but I want I want everyone to understand. Do you know how many African American, how many black kids we defend, where they have guns that they shouldn't have, but they're entitled to defend themselves. We need the exact instructions and we need the exact judges that this kid had for all of us. Hey, Diff, you've had some of the most high 
profile cases in the country. Now, now, now the heat has been turned up with social media and intense coverage. Do you now have to think as a lawyer, man, what I'm doing could result in riots? D- does that have to cross your mind I these think days? I, 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 it, does, it does cross your mind. Listen, listen. As everyone's saying, and I'll tell you, the media is not helping at all, especially the far, uh, the, the far right and far left media. They're not helping at all. And, and, and some indirect way it's jury tampering because that's completely it that's totally a concern of ours this jury knows if they and by the way i don't you know i would love to believe that like on bomb hammer all the big cases we did i would love to believe that the jurors are are listening to the judge and not listening to any publicity or media but i got a lot of money that they sneak it in i got a lot of money that they watch stuff i got a lot of money that jurors you know at some point will google something just to, to clear something up in their minds and for this uh uh these people to be threatening all these riots and all this stuff and by the way i heard that there that some of these activists even have taken pictures of the jurors yes and and know where they live now that is the most outrageous thing and those people need to be incredibly investigated. I remember when a kid tried to use a camera on a case we had in Allegheny County. He was arrested immediately right. outside in the hallway. Um, to defend and protect these jurors for rendering a verdict that they believe is the correct verdict, to somehow, some way jeopardize that or make that some type of precedent and interject that into our system is when our system is uh, a failure to all of us. Bill Diff, the man, the best there is. Thanks, brother. All right, Marty, thanks. It's home with me. Look, man, I, I am not an expert. I, I'm just a casual observer, but Diff knows his game. And the homicide detectives and the police chiefs texting me, they know their game. This never should have gone to trial. From a highly regarded chief, the Rittenhouse case is a classic example of a rush to judgment to satisfy the mob in today's polarized society. BS case that never should have been prosecuted. There you go. From Jimmy. Yes, the kid's an idiot, but being a moron is not a crime. I I, I don't know what happens if he... As Diff said, so now a jury has to sit there thinking, man, if we convict him, they riot. If we find him innocent, they riot. And by the way, uh, Diff also nailed it. This isn't about race. From what I'm told, the Antifa folks want blood. They want a conviction. And if they don't get what they want, uh, that's the discussion about riots and unrest. And it was my boy Billy, who was in the Strip District here on Saturday. Let me read this. Let me get to it. He was in the Strip District here on Saturday. Okay. And and one of these white Antifa folks came up and said that there's going to be trouble. There's going to be trouble. If he's not guilty of murder, blankety blank, it's going to burn. And that's from an angry white kid in the strip here Saturday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.